0: Lob Talk Radio.
1: Listeners, welcome to another broadcast of the Unexplained World, where the line between the natural and the supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. I'm Edward Shanahan, your host, a spiritual observer and psychic reader. Also joining me tonight and every broadcast are our co-hosts, our part of the inner circle of the Unexplained World and spirit weavers. So stay tuned, feel free to call in, and enjoy. Thank you. Hello, listeners. You're listening to the Unexplained World radio broadcast for Sunday, June 17th. I'm Edward Shanahan, and with me tonight is Annette. Hello, Annette. Are you there?
2: I'm here, Ed. How are you?
1: I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you. That's good. Tonight is, uh, by popular demand, Annette will be doing past life readings again. Annette? Uh, why don't you explain to the listeners the callers and callers feel free to call in they have a past life reading it's 646 915 9653 Annette how are you going to go about doing their past life readings
3: well the way I do a past life
2: reading is I use the goddess stones some people call them the witch stones um, runes Um, I throw them and the way they land in a particular um, pattern um, is how I begin to read them. The signifier stone is either male or female, and wherever it is closest to this pattern tells me whether it, the, the past life was experienced as a man or a woman. And um, you can get a pretty good idea of what that past life is about and maybe some goals that you had or things or obstacles you were trying to
0: overcome.
1: Okay. Before we get started, we have uh, on the phone also, on the show, we have Paulette Reynolds. Paulette, are you there? Hello, Lady Paulette? Hello, hello? Are you there, Lady Paulette? Okay, let me try her again. Um, Let's see if we get her one more time. Lady Paulette, are you there?
3: I'm here. I called in. I'm here.
1: Yes, okay. You were there, you vanished, and you're back. And I'm uh, back and
3: that's so paranormal, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yes. There you go. There you go. Hi, Ed. Hi, Annette. How are you all? We're, we're
2: Hi, Lady Paulette. How have you been? Long time oh, no see.
3: Well, long time no see. We've been wonderful over here. We're very, very busy organizing many, many things.
1: Let me introduce you, Lady Paulette, okay? Uh, Lady Paulette's name is Paulette Reynolds co-facilitator from the Wiccan Interface Council and the local coordinator of the South Chicago Pagan Pride Harvest Carnival. Let's talk about the interface. Um, what council, what are you guys doing? And I think it's real good.
3: Okay, well, what we're doing right now is, first of all, I'd like to say we have a lovely website at Wiccan. Uh, you know h you know obviously you can go to Wiccan Interfaith council it com we 're doing um, project we care and it 's going to kick off tomorrow morning. We are uh, right now uh, going to provide a summer long project where we we uh, package up uh, care packages we care packages for the soldiers who are deployed overseas in the Middle East the pagan and Wiccan and heathen soldiers that are uh, serving over there, the men and women, that are serving over there in such places as Baghdad, Afghanistan, Iraq, um, you know, uh, Kurdistan, etc. And we're going to be doing a lot of different things with that. We're going to be sending them things such as books, CDs, uh, altar, and relig- religious supplies. And we're hoping that everyone um, will want to donate something, either new or used, uh, to this, so we're going to be having little uh, packaging parties, as we call it, and we're going to package up these boxes and send them overseas uh, to these soldiers.
1: Okay. Um, what's the website again?
3: The website is Wiccan Interfaith Council. Dot, it go dot com.
1: Okay. All right. And Pagan Pride that you have coming up September eighth.
3: September the eighth. That's correct. Oh yes, we're very very excited about that. We've uh, we're already we've we've already begun to announce that on all the websites and all the e-groups, and of course people can go to um, our sanctuary um, website to be able to see uh, uh, to see all the stuff about Pagan Pride. We're going to have Pagan Pride in Oak Forest uh, as usual at the uh, Oak Forest Community Center over on 155th and South Cicero Avenue on Saturday, September the eighth. And we're going to be, it's, our theme this year is Embracing Our Pride Through Harmony, Inner Faith, and Community. And so we are going to be having a lot of different things going on. If you check our website out, we, have, of course, always have many, many wonderful merchants, vendors, artisans. We have readers. Uh, we have lots of healers and entertainment. This year, um, Rosina from Sanctuary Crystals will be doing the main ritual. We're very, very excited about that. And uh, so you'll come to our website and, and, and see what's going on. Those people out there that would like to participate um, as vendors or readers, et cetera, please feel free to, to contact us. People can contact me, uh, uh, you know, directly at sanctaluna at hotmail.com. Okay. Or, the, or they can go to our website at sanctamoon.8m.com. And uh, read up more about Pagan Pride, or just key in South Chicago Pagan Pride, and you should get it. Um, Let me see anything else.
1: And you also post on my or the Unexplained World Yahoo group, uh, the Spirit Weavers Yahoo group, and stuff like that. So,
0: um, as as
1: always, feel free to. And uh, maybe after the show or during the show, you could post there, and our listeners could go to my website, theunexplainedworld.com and click on the out group and find out more information uh about your events. And the thing is, it's it's open to the general public. It doesn't have to be you don't have to be pagan or just Wiccan. Am I correct on that?
3: Yes. Anybody we welcome everyone to come. It's uh any anybody pagans, non pagans, Wiccans, uh heathens, it doesn't matter, you know, it's it's a wonderful time to be able to get together again. You know, it's it's harmony, inner mm-hmm. faith and community. There you go. So yeah. it's, it's uh yeah so anybody can come. The admission is is a canned a canned food or packaged food donation for the the um, the Chicago Greater Chicagoland Food uh, uh, Depository, and um, also we will be having a silent auction and uh, some other things to benefit the TLC Animal Shelter in Homer Glen, Illinois.
1: Okay. All right, Lady Paulette, thank you. And uh maybe we'll have you on in the future as a you know, as a guest. Uh to more or less, you know, talk more details. We got some callers here for Annette already. So. dokie.
3: let's put let Annette go on her roll. Okay. <laughs> Lady Paulette, bless you. We'll see you soon. Okay, take it easy and have a marvelous, marvelous evening, everybody.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, that was nice. Wasn't it oh, yeah, a nice things they're doing and stuff? And you and I have been to the Pagan Prides before. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: We've been vendors and readers and participants. And let me just give a shout-out about Rosina. You know, she just does a wonderful ritual. So, And she, she does rituals um, also out of her place of business. So um, everybody should get down there and meet with Rosina. And uh, she's a bright light. She's such a beautiful spirit. I just love her to death. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay, we got a caller from uh, Ericold 325 Let's see if uh, we get him on the air. 325 are you there? Yes, sir.
4: This is me, Andrew.
1: How are you doing, Andrew?
4: I probably get a pass by reading every time I try to call in. Everybody else is not getting one.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Happy, uh, and,
4: also, and also happy, happy Father's Day, too. Thank, thank you very you? much.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, Well, Annette, you want to give Andrew a uh, past life reading? Sure. Okay. Okay,
2: Andrew. All right, Andrew. Uh, Let's see. By the look of this pattern, I am going to say that you are a male in this particular past life. The pattern is very—it's almost a complete circle on the exterior, and three stones that fall in a grouping together in the dead center. I'm going to say that it seems to be moving in a counterclockwise motion.
4: All right, backwards. Exactly, like the way a
2: clock moves it to the right. This is like almost like as a flow to the left. So we'll read it that way. First of all, the one that was uh, that you paired up with in this lifetime was probably the most important thing to you. Um, you married very young, and your home was a, a great source of um, uh, good groundedness. There was a lot of love there. Oh, you felt the, the most happy about your home. Your first child is a daughter. Um, unfortunately, the daughter passes at a young age. The The transition stone is just almost right on top of this female signifier. So perhaps, I might be able to tell you, like, timing in a minute here, a lot of times when children die young, it was due to the fact that, you know, in times of old, you know, medical practices and so forth weren't so up. There was a lot of confusion after the child died. Um... You and your wife kind of had a conflict where you lost your faith. You said, oh, God, why did this happen to us? And put religion on hold for a while, so to speak. Um, a son comes along, and you are able to give that son everything that you weren't able to give to your daughter. I see here that there were there was a... Um, money give a child that, that was able to get a, a good very good solid education there was um, a lot of being able to give the gifts that you couldn't give so there was like you gave double endearment to this son because of the loss of the daughter mm-hmm. very important to you uh, when the son was married um, he inherited a family home so perhaps you and your wife I'm seeing that the home is as a gift during the marriage uh and lots of money goes to the son now it comes full circle back to you so I, I i'm thinking that it wasn't because that you were pa- deceased that these things came to you do you follow me or i what to the, i'm sorry that you gave those things to your son
4: i i was just i was listening cuz in the reading I heard i I guess the phone's wrapping up again because I heard something cut in and out on during the reading, so
1: well, you can listen to rebroadcast, but um what else what else do you have to say in that
2: um I just see this as a lifetime of um where what you learned was that you had you had missed a chance with a daughter but experienced a full lifetime with a son that you were able to really give to so Perhaps in this lifetime, you're going to find that you might be able to give to a female in your life, like that you can accomplish that goal now as a change, and perhaps not to a male aspect in your life. So think of those things. Um, I, I believe you're rather young right now. Am I right, Andrew? Yes, I'm only 22. Okay, oh, you have a lot, lot of living man. to go. <laughs> so when you marry and so forth, I think my, my guess, and you can always tell me if I'm wrong when it happens, most likely you would have a daughter and would be able to really pour everything into that female version of yourself, as, you know, as she is born, um, and experiencing that kind of great
1: love because you miss it in that past lifetime.
4: Okay.
1: So. Okay. Andrew. When, uh, when is your, uh, broadcast coming on again?
4: Um, supposedly
1: it's supposed to come on Saturday. I'm supposed to have a
4: tarot card reader. I'm going to make sure that she's up for the readings, and it's this Saturday night, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time to 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time on Blog Talk.
1: Okay, okay. So, uh, people just have to go to Blog Talk Radio, and, uh, they can find out more information just, uh, Look up your you're listed under what paranormal? Um, what it's it's
4: under fun for right now because I'm okay. I'm, I'm still trying to get some guests coming on, but I have to make sure she's so up for the readings.
1: Yeah, and that uh, you and I've been invited on Andrew's show, so it's finding the time, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so okay, just,
4: just email me whenever y'all get you. the chance.
1: Okay, so, all right, Andrew. Thank you, thank you for calling in, Eddie. Bye bye. Okay, we have that's good and that we have uh another caller from 718. Area code 718 area code, you there? Hello? Hello, is this is this is
2: 347,
1: right? Yes, yeah, 347. Okay, I see the screen I'm looking at, it's like a heartbeat and every time every 10 seconds it it flickers. So when I'm clicking on one thing it may jump to another. Uh what's your name? Katrina. Katrina? Okay, how did you hear about the show tonight?
2: Um, I was surfing through the paranormal channel on um Black Talk Radio.
1: Okay, okay. Uh what area are you from? Could I ask one more time?
2: Well, I'm in Texas now, but I'm originally from New York.
1: Oh,
0: okay.
1: I yeah. You there? Okay. Yeah. You wanna I'm hear here. Katrina? Hi Katrina? Katrina. How
0: are you?
2: Okay, past life reading. Here we go. Okay, Uh, let's see. First of all, I'm going to say that you are a female in this particular past life, and this pattern is a giant X, (laughs) very simple, and it kind of curves to the right. So what this is telling me is to kind of follow it like a star to the right. All right, so first of all, um, in this particular past life, um, religion is very in the forefront for you. Um, You're well-educated, and uh, um, uh, your, uh, your mother, most likely, or perhaps a grandmother, was the person that you were the closest to in your family, so some strong female influence. Um, I'm not seeing that there is um, a father figure close at hand. Your mother, or grandmother, whoever you grew up with—I'm going to say it's your mother—was married, but for some reason the the male aspect is is away. Like maybe they travel that uh, man traveled a lot or was um, involved in something where it kept him away from the home. A traveling type of a job where you really didn't know that male figure, your father, in your lifetime, in this particular lifetime. Uh, later on, he actually um, kind of like, gets lost. Uh, uh-huh. This is the confusion stone that follows him in this star pattern. It's like the direct, this giant X is like it, it leaves off there. Oh, he came so, off and away and was confused and didn't come back. So I'm going to say, oh, traveling salesman, a different life doesn't mention does never comes home that kind of a situation okay very difficult especially for a young girl to try to understand that um, oh. and in a household with only women um, the let's see you were you were able to get an education um, it was not something that was handed to you on a silver platter so to speak
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but you got a great education and so and you stayed in your hometown. Okay So, whatever kind of education that you got, it kept you in your hometown. I'm probably going to guess that you probably wanted to be close to your mother.
0: Uh-huh. um
2: The gifts that you experienced that when you looked at your life as a young or as a woman, you really thought that you know, that God was your greatest gift, or the goddess or however you interpret uh, this particular past lifetime, however you interpreted the universal spiritual biggie, uh-huh. <laughs> you really thought that. Oh, that's the one. That's that's the most important thing to me. That's the greatest gift that could be offered. Now, you are married, um, in, oh, like in your late 20s, mm-hmm. and money seems comfortable. The greatest challenge to you in this lifetime was the fact that your father wandered further and further and further yeah. away till he never came back.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And that is probably what you needed to learn most in this lifetime. I'm thinking this is around... He may have even been sent off to war, but you did not know that. Oh. This is like maybe in the... Oh, like maybe the World War One type of a situation. Mm-hmm. Where people got caught up and... You know, if if he was in, you know, one state or another or across the country or something and got scooped up or something took him... Took him away. Got him confused and he did not come back. And that was the hardest challenge that you had to face in that lifetime. So was before
3: that time period?
2: The time period is I'm thinking it's around World War One. Okay. Uh, I'm horrible with history. <laughs> I should be better. Um, I guess that's probably um the nineteen thirties. Is that right, Ed?
1: Uh, I think World War One it's before then. Uh like the nineteen, like in the teens or twenties, 20s, early 20s, twenties. Okay, turn
2: of the century. Yeah. Okay. You know, industry is becoming very big. People are women can get educations. Obviously, you got some education. Okay. Um, and, but you stayed in your hometown, and religion was very important to you. And the biggest thing that you had, you were married and happy and well off and did okay. But the hardest thing for you in your life, lifetime, was all about, not being able I'm to happy. have your father with you. Okay.
0: So
2: that's okay. What, that's what this one shows, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank
2: Katrina. you for calling, Katrina.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Annette, um, our lines are filling up pretty good. Um, let me give the call-in number again, 646-915-9653. And if people are interested in getting in receiving more information about your Past life readings, and that. Um, how can they contact you?
2: Okay, well, they can email me at fairy ring, f a i r y r i n g at hughes dot H-U-G-H-E-S.net.
0: Okay. Uh, I also you'll...
2: do tarot readings, and when you when you get a reading, um, the the full thing goes on and on and on. We can probably do a bunch of past lives. We get a good idea of what you're where you're at right now with tarot. It's very yeah. extensive. It's much bigger than the sample that we're giving the callers tonight.
1: Yeah, and you do it over the phone, too, right?
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. You set up an yeah. appointment
3: and just over the phone.
1: Okay, um, listeners, you also go to the website, uh, unexplainedworld.com. You'll see a um, a link to our spirit weavers. Click on that. There you'll see a write-up about me. You'll see something about Deanne, a write-up about her and what we do, and then you'll see a write-up about Annette and a link to her email. You can email her from there too if you want to. Okay, we have another caller at seven one eight. Let's try it again. Seven one eight, are you there?
4: Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? Okay, who are we talking to? We're we talking to Benny.
1: You have to talk up a little, sir.
4: Yeah, Benny. Benny. Benny, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Can you hear, can you hear me? him okay, Annette?
2: Not really. Is it Benny?
4: Yeah, Benny. Okay. okay. I'll go to this one. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. there you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have that deep voice, too. I
2: was probably not in my range. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not a DJ by any chance, are you? You're not a radio personality, are you? Yeah, I am. Are you? Yes, I am. He's got the pipes. <laughs> Put it to use, you know. sure is, every day. Oh. Okay. Go ahead, Annette.
2: Okay, Benny, here we go. Whoa, okay, this pattern is a gigantic arrow. I love it. Um, you were uh, a man in this particular past lifetime. The the tip, the, the your male signifier stone falls right in the center of this giant arrow. And the arrow is pointing, the tip of the arrow is male. So you were a man's man. Very strong, um, People very much respected you and looked to you for your advice, um, governing things, masculine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, let's see here. The things that like are your foundation of this particular lifetime. um, You um, had um, a, a great love. And met her in in school of some sort wherever you were trained in your profession, we'll try and figure out what that profession was. You met in in this training
3: um, you know, and it was
2: during a, it was during a war, so I'm gonna say she was most likely a nurse. in fact, you found great comfort in her arms. I don't, maybe not. It wasn't the training. Probably not the boot camp. Probably the training led you to meeting this woman as you were most likely injured in some war. And she kind of brought you out of it. Um, I see here that the, the transformation or the death stone is turned in a way that is kind of showing like you <laughs> didn't die in the war, like you somehow narrowly escaped. Okay and she probably was a nurse that brought you back to health and comforted you and so forth. There, um, there was confusion over where your home was supposed to be. I'm going to say that when you returned from whatever war this was, your home was no longer there. I'm thinking Revolutionary War. Or, I'm sorry, I'm not Revolutionary War. The Civil War. Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible with history. Sorry, Benny.
4: Don't worry um, me. Tom. I'm bad with... Where
2: it, the North against the South, and I'm thinking that you were probably... In, I, I think there was a lot of destruction in the South to the point where when men came home from the from these battles, they were finding that homes, farms, cabins, everything, I mean, some things were just laid to waste, some things were, you know... Nobody, families were gone. I believe that your actual, the physical house and the surrounding area there had been destroyed by fire. Now, the negativity stone is kind of at the end of the arrow here, and it's pointing at marriage. Your greatest love most likely did not return home with you um, after this war. In fact. I have a female signifier stone because it is so far from yours. I'm going to say that, you know, you kind of just existed long, for the rest of your life after you were back to health, longing to be able to go back to the past to retrieve her, to bring her home or to someplace new. It's almost like you got healed up, made a promise, went back to to the home, to kind of you know do what you had to do, and then nobody was there anymore, and then you were severed from this woman. And I, it's a ter- I'm, I'm about to cry. <laughs> um, but there was some kind of a severing that went on where you were not able to rejoin her. This great love, and that's got pretty funny. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: that lifetime most likely was meant to teach you to move slower to you know, up and smell the roses kind of a thing do you know what I mean
4: right
2: accept except it, it and try and go with it be in the moment be spontaneous instead of always worrying about responsibilities because you were such a, a man's man and you were probably worried about your mother or maybe the younger children in the family or something like that where you raced back and it was all gone and destroyed and then you were left so empty
4: oh okay and does that come over into this lifetime?
2: Well, it can. It can. Um, if, for some reason, you were not able to justify that in that past life and move past it and learn from it,
4: like which I'm karma. guessing,
2: by looking at this, didn't happen, mm-hmm. you may have to repeat those things.
4: In other words, um, karma.
2: Until you, right, until you get it right for the evolution of your soul mm. or your spirit or however you want to look at that. You know, we're sent to, into these lifetimes to be able to learn, learn, learn until we get it right, and then learn a new experience by our choice. Mm. So if you experience something like that in this lifetime, then no, it's most... Not even
4: this lifetime, but I just wanted to know. Okay. Lifetime, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you, you can.
2: You can experience the same kinds of... Oh, happiness, joys, traumas, dramas—you name it—over and over again until you learn what you're supposed to learn from it.
1: Right. Well, thank God it ain't in this lifetime. So, <laughs> <laughs> Benny, what radio station are you on?
4: No, I, I do a show called The Random Report about business, motivation, and inspiration. Okay. Cool. 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 Well, uh, thank you for joining you, us tonight, Benny. You, thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye, bye. Have Bye-bye. a wonderful day. Bye, bye.
1: Boy, I wish I had lungs like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: i hate to try and talk to him if he had a bad cold, though.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> My ear can't hear his voice too good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was, uh, I, he sounds a little bit like, uh, if you listen, I know you don't, but if you listen to Steve Delk, I'm aging myself, um, there's a guy on there named Brendan, and, uh, he has a voice that deep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh. Matter of fact, Steve Dallas' son matt has his own show. It's Matt and Brendan on that show. But um, uh, I'd like to say a couple things right now. We're going to have Hoy Point uh, callers. You can call in at six four six nine one five nine six five three. July first will be our next next broadcast. It's undecided yet what we're going to do. Um, we got a couple people on the wings waiting to be on. One of them is called the uh Diva Chicks. Um so um uh, we'll see who's gonna be at maybe it'll be the open lines and uh and that maybe you know you've been an you know you've been interviewed, Deanne's been interviewed. Maybe I'll turn the tables and maybe you guys interview me. You hey know. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh also in July <clears throat> coming to a theater near you if you see, there's going to be a trivia show played before the beginning of the movies. I was told, and if you see a guy on there that's part of the trivia show, and his name is Ed, and uh, then they get into talking about uh, little personations like Wolfman Jack and doing a little uh, uh, talking about a uh, character that this Ed portrayed on pro wrestling named Mickey Shannon you'll be viewing me on the big screen. Um, That happened about three weeks ago in downtown Chicago, Uh, and it was fun. It was uh, for grins, and uh, I enjoyed myself. July 2nd, we're coming up. It's hard to believe it's already July in it. Uh, Coming up will be Monday night, readings at Champs with me and Deanne. then July, Friday the 13th in July, I'll be appearing at the Weathermark, um, lounge and restaurant in downtown Chicago. For more information on these, just go to the website theunexplainedworld.com and uh, click on upcoming dates and events. And in August and September, we'll start the paranormal stuff again. July is just a very busy month for me personally, and uh, maybe we'll get back out there in Indiana by you, Annette. For yes, some of the paranormal I'm stuff.
2: Yeah, looking forward
1: to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, we got. The uh, deaf Tree, we got, uh, what's, what's the cemetery name again? Uh, the Bailey Cemetery. Yeah, Bailey Cemetery and other uh, stuff to go look at. Uh, we got a caller. The caller is 405, area code. Let's see if I click on it. Caller, area code 405, are you there?
4: Yes. Hello, Hello. how are you?
1: How are you doing? And who are we talking to tonight?
4: This is Teresa.
1: Hi, Teresa. And what area... Is 405 from what area you calling? It's Oklahoma City. Wow, nice. How is it out there, weather?
0: Uh, a little rainy today, but it's
1: been nice. What's, what kind of temperature? Let me ask.
2: Oh, it's been like in the 70s, 80s. Oh, oh.
1: oh nice. Beautiful. It's a breezy.
2: Yeah.
1: i take that too, <laughs> compared to the 90s yeah. we've been in, so here in the Chicagoland area. Okay, Annette, you want to give a reading? Teresa, okay.
2: I just go home in the city, and I think, oh, so pretty. Route <laughs> 66. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs>
2: Let's see. Um, in this particular past life, Teresa, you were a man. And this, wow, this is like a beautiful, like five-pointed star. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it in emotions that would send me in, a, in that star shape. So, Okay. Um, the first thing I see is that a, a very comfortable, always really grounded, a personality in this past life that didn't worry, didn't have a lot of oh, fear or animosity, or, uh, just very calm, very accepting. Uh-huh. Uh, the masculine figure that you marry um, has a conflict with love a difficult time portraying his love for you. Um, The money situation in the marriage is fine. You feel, you know, you're well taken care of and comfortable. Mm
0: -hmm. The way
2: that he expresses um, his feelings for you is usually through some type of gift. While he's not a man who hugs and kisses and, oh, I love you and writes poems, he's somebody who would you always make sure that you are remembered with flowers or romantic things but everyday you would never know okay
0: mm-hmm.
2: um you have a child together um it is a daughter
4: uh-huh uh,
2: the, uh okay the, um, the daughter is um leaves home at an early age Um, She goes, she's sent to some kind of a school, a boarding school perhaps. I'm thinking that this is European.
3: This Mm -hmm. is maybe
2: British, uh, you know, in the U.K., for example. Um, She's probably sent away um, because of whatever's going on at home. Um, Some type of, I don't know. Something that's
4: confusing with
2: another woman. Mm-hmm. She's sent away for something that's going on in the home, something that is causing confusion with another woman. Maybe there's a situation with a nanny or another sibling I'm not seeing here that they don't get along, or maybe another child is born into the family that's difficult to deal with. Maybe it's down syndrome, or maybe it's a child who's blind or deaf or something where your, the the husband in this situation felt that the, the first daughter would get better attention and a better education and a better life by being sent away from the home. Mm-hmm. However, this breaks your heart. And you don't mm-hmm. have that, that g- girl drawn back into the home. She never really, there's a lot of this wandering away stuff tonight. Um, she never re- she's always your daughter. You always know where she is. But she never really is able to come back, and you never have a relationship with her again like you had before she went to this away to school or this mm-hmm. other life. Um, some other scenarios of why she was sent away, maybe she was pregnant at an early age, but I think, I think she was younger than that. She's maybe 10 or 12, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. European, somewhere where this kind of thing, it could, you know, it could be the norm to do that kind of a deal. Um mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing for you tonight, Teresa. So probably okay. the past is Um probably had a little emptiness in it, but a, a good relationship with the husband just not a very expressive one.
1: Okay. Now how how does that relate to
2: the present? I mean, does it have any bearing like on them? Well, it certainly but, can. Um uh-huh. I would say that, you know, a a past life, uh, you know, is usually every century or so. You could skip a bunch. You know, you could have a past life, oh, in ancient Egypt and then today. Mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest thing, the most important thing about knowing about a past life is trying to help yourself understand how to get over difficult times that you're having now. So if we pinpoint a past life, where there was this longing to have your daughter return to you. And in this lifetime, having a similar situation. Well, in the past life, you probably, um, the things that you set up for yourself to learn in that past lifetime, maybe it wasn't resolved. Or maybe the, the non-resolution of it was the thing that you had to learn. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it was the, the heart, heartache of having it be gone so far away, from torn away from you, was the thing that you had to learn, and you're able to move forward. Now, if you're having a similar situation, it doesn't even have to be with a daughter who's sent away, but somebody who's away from you who longed to have back with you,
0: mm-hmm. maybe
2: you replay the scenario again, and this time you find a way to cure or rectify the situation so you have that person back with you or keep that person from being sent away in the first place or mm-hmm. deal with it in a different way. Whatever it is that your soul needs to accomplish in order to evolve itself, mm-hmm. Those are the types of situations that are constantly being brought up over and over again until you learn them. And nobody can be the judge of how well you learn or when you learn or why you learn, except that you're learning. Right. Right. And you control your own destiny as a soul. It's free will is the only thing that, you know, plays in and out, is the only Mm -hmm. thing that can make variance. In my opinion, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. okay. um,
2: we had Robert Schultz. Is that the right name, Ed?
0: Yes, yes. Okay,
2: Robert Schultz was a guest on our show a couple of weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you can go back into the archives um, on our website with the, the Blog Talk Radio and listen to that show. And I'll tell you what, Teresa, that man, would t- in, uh, he spoke for an hour. And we asked him every question we could think of. And he's mm-hmm. saying exactly what I'm telling you only okay. in a much lengthier drawn out version. And he he was fascinating. He wrote a book, it's all on it's all on that. Go back and listen to that archive of that show and boy it answers every past life question you ever have. Wow.
1: Okay, I'll do that. It's amazing.
2: amazing. I'm a firm believer in everything he spoke about.
1: <laughs> okay. Cool. Thanks a lot. You're more than you welcome, call. sweetheart. Thank you for calling. Bye bye. Now that um one thing you know, maybe a lot of people don't realize you may have many past lives. You know, it's oh, not just sure. yeah, yeah, it's not just one. So, um, that's a good. That's a, another good reason to uh, give Annette that a call and um, or yes, email her people. and have her give you past life readings. You know, because it will there will be more than just one. Okay, past life.
2: Yeah. Um, A lot of times people, too, maybe expect a past life reading for me to tell them, you were
1: Cleopatra and
2: weren't you fabulous? But that's not the kind of past life reading I give. I'm more about trying to pinpoint what things you learned, didn't learn, were working on learning to try to make more sense of today's current lifetime so that you may have an opportunity to evolve your soul that much further you know, sometimes if you know the past mistakes, you can learn from them, that's kind of what's happening here, or learn that the past was filled with all it doesn't even have to be mistakes, just all kinds of learning experiences so that you can push forward and concentrate on new things yep yeah, so
1: okay, we have another caller uh, and we have approximately 15 minutes left in the show, 15-18 minutes, and the caller is from Area code 347, area code 347, are you there? Yes. Hello, what's Hello. your name? Angela. Angela. And what area is 347 out of?
3: Um, It's out of the New York area, but I'm in Texas.
1: Okay, super. Okay, Annette. That-
2: <laughs> okay, and Katrina was in Texas from New York. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: All righty. Okay. All right, Angela. Yes. let see. Let me check this out. Sometimes I have to move around the pattern to see which
3: Katrina
2: you know, was my daughter. Pattern? Uh-huh.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, we to ask a question? I was just telling you, Katrina was my daughter. She called first. Oh <laughs> Well that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Um, I should have
2: taken notes about Katrina, so maybe I could have found a match there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now, the the shape I'm seeing is somewhat of an animal, which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of the shape of a dog. And that's going to tell me – oh, first of all, let me tell you if you're a man or a woman. Um, A woman in this particular past lifetime. The shape of the dog tells me that – and the eye is the money stone – um, the snout is the female i'm going to say that you raised dogs for living in this particular past life, and were very passionate about the animals very, very passionate um i'll tell you the truth, Angela. I have never seen the shape of an animal before, but this one is it really screams it's a dog to me hmm. um, the animals that you um raised, you always were very careful, even though it was a very good money-making um, uh, way of life for you, you always wanted to make sure that the animals were well cared for. You have a, a huge screening process that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, your husband um, or... let's see. Yeah, husband, you are definitely married with children. He is right in the front of us. He thinks it's a great idea. He is full. He fully backs you. In fact, it's like he and the children are like the collar on the, around the neck area. So that tells me that they were very much included. It's like family business or family project. I think, however, the husband actually didn't raise the dogs. He has some other kind of job. Oh, uh, let's see if I can tell what that is. Hmm. He, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you what he did for a living. Um,
3: this whole thing, are you a big animal lover now, Angela, by any
0: chance?
3: Um, I used to be when I was younger, but not, I like them, you know. I connect with them very well, but I just don't, you know, keep them around or anything now. Okay, just this particular lifetime was real. Animals were very, very important to you,
2: and I don't see anything in here that's telling me that you had some horrible experience or that you didn't learn a particular thing or that you should have learned. I think that you just existed in this particular lifetime to have a wonderful family experience. And that it dealt with animals, and that you you were very caring and giving and loving, and you know, uh, with with these dogs. Yeah. I'm gonna say some kind of a Scotty type of dog. That's what comes to me. Those little black ones with the shaggy hair that kind of hangs down. Uh huh. Yeah, like little Scotty dogs. So, mate, I don't know where is what country breeds the most Scotty dogs, but I'd put you there. Maybe it's if it's Scotland. I don't, I don't know. Wow. Um, I'm thinking. Oh, okay. And what time, What what timing okay. is this? This is back. This is kings and queens type stuff. Oh, okay. Um, not so much present day thinking. You think kings and queens. You know where maybe you would be the one who raised animals for some for the court or some for. But you were so. And even though normally you would think, oh, raising dogs for the court, you would have no say so on where the animal would go, or you were so renowned at this, you would have all the say-so who got the dog or who didn't, who passed the test. Okay.
0: So,
2: you know, like, I know my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather on my mother's side raised horses in Scotland, mm-hmm. and while that was sometimes, you know, animal husbandry and that kind of a thing was kind of looked down on, you know, mm-hmm. think, oh, you know, sheep raising, whatever, but... Horse trainers were just the be-all end-all, and you couldn't get any better than a horse trainer. And you oh, know, he cool. really you know did horses for royalty and nobility and so forth. So, or the at least of you know the popular of the clans. So that, that's something similar that I'm picking up on you with these animals. Okay. So they kind of they kind of an unusual one this time, but, but very pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, there you go, Angela. Thank you for calling tonight. Okay, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Annette, does that mean you've got royal blood in you or what? Well, I don't know. No, um,
2: <laughs> if, if horse trainers are royal,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, then the kicking clan <laughs> yeah. was on my mother's side, and um, yeah, the story goes that they were horse trainers. the family was a hor- was were horse trainers, and um, Scottish nobility, and you know, because they were all clans, you know, and okay. they would. They would come to the, this McKicken clan to, they were the horse clan. But you know, and they would be the ones that doled out the horses, and only the best horses went to the best people, and that kind of a thing.
1: How are you with uh, horses or animals, et cetera?
2: Oh, I love animals. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, right. snakes and cats seem to be the highlight of, my, of this lifetime for me, mm-hmm. but I love all animals. Yeah.
1: Why don't you give out your email address again?
2: Certainly, I'm at Fairy Ring at Hughes. dot net. So that's F A I R Y R I N G at Hughes. dot net. H U G H E S. dot net.
1: Okay, and uh, if the people contact you, you'll send them some information about getting past life readings, tarot readings, etc. About you. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let me repeat. July 1st is our next broadcast. We have. Uh, Waiting in the Wings, just confirming when they want to be on the Ghost Divas. Um, another individual talking about conspiracies. Um, and like I said, maybe being July 1st, maybe we'll just open it up, open lines. And uh, I'll be put on the uh, interview frying Frank Pan, and that you could uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: ask the questions unknown to me until you ask them. And, uh,
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, goody. I like it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, I yeah. won't be
2: mean or horrible, of course. I'll ask you <laughs> questions that, you know, just have people understand who you are. That's all.
1: Yeah, and then we'll worry about the callers. Uh, <laughs> okay, oh. we have a caller, 312. Let's see if they're here. 312, are you there? I'm here. Hello, and your name? Pam. Me? Pam. Pam, Okay. And you're from Chicago, huh?
3: Yes, I'm from
2: Chicago. Good. Okay, Pam. My husband has got the stereo blasting. He gets five minutes to himself, and I'm like,
0: "Hey, turn that off." <laughs>
2: okay. All right, Pam. In this particular past life, uh, you were a man, and the shape I'm seeing here. It's like the letter A. So I'm going to read it in the same way that you would draw an A. Bear with me here. Okay. Um, You are... um, born into a family that receives you as a great gift. Um, a firstborn son and family really puts a lot of weight on your shoulders to be, oh, the first one that gets to go to college in the family and first one that uh, gets married and, you know, all the first things. They probably even had a you know, so-and-so the second or something kind of a name, okay, a junior or somebody. They really put a lot of pressure on you as the firstborn son, which you kind of succumb to in your early 30s. And there's perhaps a breakdown or there is some turning away from those responsibilities. Um, it's, It's misdirected. So when you decide to rebel against this, overwhelming family, um, you kind of just go off and maybe there's drugs, alcohol, women, philandering, that kind of a thing. Not for a long time, though, just a handful of years. You seem to calm down and find find yourself and you're comfortable with you all of a sudden um, through some kind of a spirituality. And in doing Able to create your own path. So I'm thinking that you are someone who, what I'm feeling is that you were of a family that came from back east, kind of a thing, and went west and did some craziness out probably during like a gold rush or when people went west just to kind of like escape when there was nothing out there, the new frontier. Mm-hmm. And then you find the spirituality. I'm I'm thinking it was a Native American spirituality, and you are able to find peace and calm and be at one with yourself. And there's some way that you make a living by being able to kind of be the go-between, someone who can represent the Native Americans of the time which was a very difficult position, obviously, um, and someone who, of course, speaks English and that kind of a thing. Now, a great conflict comes, and I'm not surprised because the conflict is most likely that you know the white man pretty much single-handedly took care of the Native American population during that, those years. Um, there's a great conflict, and you pass in other words you die as a result of those people that you're the the, the people that you're fighting for so you're most likely killed during an indian um, a native american raid or something where there's a, a, a battle of some sort and you are most likely i I see you as dressed in their um garb you know wearing the same type of clothing and people don't realize who you are until it's too late and history is not your friend nobody remembers you because of your loss kind of by accident i'm sure you're probably pretty famous at you know the way you lived and died um or the way you lived and the people that you protected or tried to or tried to make fairness for. Um, uh, It's probably, your name is probably written down somewhere. Absolutely. This man's name is probably written down. But you're most likely, your death date would just show up as a death date, not how it happened, because there was probably like some kind of a cover-up or, oops, we did this by accident. We didn't, you know, we wiped out this tribe and, oop, he was there. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you find, I do find that you're very drawn to Native American heritage or in this lifetime at all?
3: Um, not particularly drawn or... Okay.
2: And that's fine. Um, I, you know, sometimes we find, for example, I'm very drawn to Victorian era things. And most likely because I had a lifetime that was, very Victor- was in the Victorian time. So sometimes those things do come up. That's why I ask the question. It's not, it's not uh, necessary,
0: <laughs>
2: but um, you may find that you are acting as an, ad- as a, an adversary for someone who, is, who needs you to help make communication for them or needs you to help protect them in some way because you have an upper hand. Do you see what I'm saying? Maybe you help the homeless in, the, in this lifetime because they need someone to speak for them or something like that. It could be that you did such a fine job in that role in this life, this uh, lifetime that we're talking about in early America, you know, the early American years. You moved on from that. I'm going to guess there's a little bit of that still lingering in you. Do
1: you so, feel, Pam, that you're spiritual by any chance? Um.
3: I, yeah. I'm. I'm very. I'm. I'm drawn to the spiritual. Spiritual side. Obviously. Okay. <laughs>
2: Um,
3: how,
2: how old, old you are you right now, Pam? I'm 31. Okay. You may find, because <laughs> this is kind of, as this particular lifetime we're talking about, you may find that more in the next handful of years, you may turn to do something that's like this. Like help the homeless or speak out for somebody who needs you to speak out for them. I'm not sure who it is, but it it's this generation's, Native American um, um, equal, you know, something in this lifetime is going to equal that kind of a scenario for you. It may not be quite as dramatic <laughs> as what was going on then, but like I say, the homeless, that's what I'm getting, is that you're going to be helping people that need your help. Right. So there you go. That's what I got for you tonight.
1: <laughs> Thank you for calling in, Pam. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <coughs> well, not that it was a full uh full night of uh callings at least, you know, for the show. Uh,
4: oh yeah.
1: Yeah, some interesting uh seems like you get patterns though, you know what I'm saying? The last two or three times. Seems like people fall in a certain pattern. It's you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. uh yeah. So uh like I said, July first, our next broadcast. Um, Ghost Divas, um, the guy with the that we that I mentioned about, uh, I can't remember now. Going so brain dead. Uh, maybe Annette's throwing questions out to me. Find out more about me. Um, Annette, one more time. Give them your email address. Fairy Ring at Hughes dot net. Okay, and you could go to the unexplainedworld.com dot com website and find her listed also under our Spirit Weavers. The link to the Spirit Weavers. Um, you also, from that website, you can join up for our Yahoo group. Keep updated with what we got coming up in the near future, be a radio show, be it um, events, be it the psychic readings. You also can post your experience with the paranormal and other stuff. So, listeners, thank you for tonight. Thank you for calling in, all the callers. Annette, thank you very much for doing this for Absolutely. the
0: listeners. It's a
2: pleasure.
1: Okay. And we'll talk to you guys all next time. Good night, and and thank you very much. Bye-bye.